You're going to hate yourself when you listen back to this later. <laughs> Sorry. Let me just take a bite of my Rice Krispie treat. Do not. Okay, here we go. Mmm. <laughs> really good. I'm going to murder you. Shall we start the podcast? Let's play a theme song. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been. This is how long it takes to chew for real. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. It's me, Andrew, and my co host. (laughs) And this is my co host. With the mo host, the co host with the mo host over ho yost. She knows the provost. It's me, Lin Manuel Randa. <laughs> <laughs> the provost with the mo host. The hosost with the cozost. Cozost most. Lyricist of our time. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a lyrical spiritual miracle. <laughs> Anyway, I... Okay, um, today we're going to be talking about The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Yep, and uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a, I'm not going to spoil these bits. Why am I so, I'm more energetic than I, well, I'm super punchy from the previous episode. I feel like it's because, um, it's because well, it's because hey, you're not allowed to talk. Is like more talkative mm-hmm. and stuff, and so like, uh, you guys would feed off each other's energy, but like she kind of like took up more of the room. Like with the, both of us being quiet, yeah. it's like you have to make up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no spoilies on what we think, baby. Um, but we're gonna we we cook um. We're going to introduce our guest. You may know them as a fixture in the CU theater community. You may know them also as a member of the Ape Roman group. And you may know them as Spake Knightly. We'll get into that. Whatever that is. It's Jess Schlieff. Is that right? It's it's pronounced Like a balloon going out? Yeah, yeah. That's how it's pronounced. Hello, Jess. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm. That's, um, that's how I'm doing. Same. That's I'm Mr. Mime. Mood. Um, it's, it's great to see you again. We haven't seen each other in like, uh. In like two years. Two years. Two years. It's been too long. Um, I know you, uh, from theater and like, uh, community theater. We did yeah. shows like The Early Modern Millie. You were in, uh, How to succeed with business without really murdering what whatever it was called how to succeed in bit how to how to, how to succeed in business by how to secede really from obnoxious. the united states <laughs> and become our own nation how to smoke weed in business mm-hmm. smoke weed every day i'm clean as a whistle anyways um <laughs> i'm scared of drugs 
Um, succeed in business. Uh, how to succeed. Andrew su- thing you've ever said. Uh, how to succeed in business. Um, yeah. Then also, uh, we did uh, Charlie Brown together. You, yeah. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. And yeah. you were Sally and I was uh, Linus. Linus. Yeah, that was a fun. That was, that was, a, a, that was a great show. That, everyone really liked yeah, here, yeah. So. Jess, uh, it's great to see you again. It's like you're, yeah. I really admire you a lot. I think you're so cool. Uh, I, um, yeah. Yeah. I think you're like, your singing is incredible and like your voice is great. And Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, I really enjoy like, do, I really enjoy doing shows with you. Um, it's really, Thank it's you. a really Thank an you. honor you're to You're a delight to just be around. Oh, so. Thank you. <laughs> um, as you could tell from the last like six minutes, like I'm very delightful. Um, so okay, this uh, uh, let tell us a little bit about like how you um. I know you as a performer. I know you like you know you sing and stuff, mm-hmm. and like you're. Um, I was wondering like your history with that. Like, how did you start like singing well, and stuff? Well, um, my family is very uh, performance inclined. My mother is a uh, music teacher, at least that's what she's done now. She teaches um, special education in Texas. Um, but uh, she, I always grew up around music. Um, I think my first uh, theater show was at four years old. Um, I did Oklahoma. Wow. Um, just as a... That show holds up. Don't get started. <laughs> don't, don't start this shit with me. I, that's another rant. I'll talk about that. We don't have time on this. Okay, okay, okay sorry. We'll be here for five days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started when I was four. Um, I started playing for Torn uh, at around uh, ten or eleven. Um, and I've just I've, I've I've done a lot of music. I uh been doing it for years. That's that's really all. It's Was been. there like a certain like um point in your life where you realized, oh, I might be good at this, or like, oh, like I'm. This is something I, I really like. When I, I mean, I kind of, I, I, I did it throughout my childhood because my brother also did it. So I was kind of like following him because you I know see. that's siblings doing the same thing their other siblings are doing. But when I found out that I was good at it, mm-hmm. uh, was probably when I was about twelve years old. I was uh, cast in Lena's Arrive at the high school that was right next to my uh, junior high, um, where as a 12-year-old, I was cast as an 8-year-old, and I played uh, Little Cosette, and that Aww. was the, that, I was the first one they called, and that, that made me, like, realize, that I'm like, hey, maybe I'm actually good at stage things and stage presence on yeah. my own. You know, on so that's, my own, no. with no one left to call, is that right? <laughs> On my phone. <laughs> <laughs> For the millennials out there. I look at all the memes. <laughs> the studio audience is going crazy. Oh, wonderful. Give me a Tony. Give it to me. It's just Tony Danza over there. I'll take that. Hey, it's me, Tony Danza. Uh, how does he sound? How, how does he sound? Uh, I gotta keep this voice up, though. Ah, it's me, Tony Danza. <laughs> What's up? We're all too young to know who Tony Danza is. I was on Cheers, like, I think. Who he is, but... I think I was on Cheers. Who, who the boss? Who's the boss in Taxi? He was on oh, okay. Gotta go. He left. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Okay, it's... Tony Danza. Okay, I'm back. No, go go away, Tony Danza. I okay. 
All right. Sounds like Lou Bega. <laughs> well, these are our very old references. We're like a bunch of 20 sums. <clears throat> okay. Um, that's uh, so you. I know you've done like a lot of musicals and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there like a favorite that you've done? A favorite. Um, recently I did Fun Home. Uh, mm. I do have to say that that is. That, I mean, that's just a really good show and a good yes. uh, graphic novel in general. So, among all the shows I've done, I think that's my favorite. Yeah. I think that is my favorite show. Um, because I've, I've not to toot my own horn, but I've done a lot of shows. Uh. And to decide which one, um, gosh. I also really liked You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Yeah. I, I think that's just okay. a really, no, well, I, I, it's such a huge It's really, show. I love it. I, it's wholesome, and I love the Peanuts, so, yeah, I think, I think that's a close second for me. Yeah, truly, yeah. like, for me, like, one of my favorite, like, shows I've done, too, like, I, mm-hmm. um, everyone in the cast was awesome, like, uh. Uh, and uh, I was there too. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do have to say a uh, footnote. Um, West Side Story, I think, has the best music mm-hmm. out of musicals I've done. But that's just because the music is amazing. <laughs> do you are you a musical fan at all? Like, do you do you have any go tos that you like? I am a musical fan, but I don't like watch them a lot. So I don't know. I have no, any go tos. I'm in the mm. same boat. As... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy them a lot, but like, I just don't get out a ton with mm. that. Uh, well, you're missing out on shows by Jess Schliff. Oh. <laughs> I, Schliff. Tru- truly, how do you pronounce it? Like, Schliff. 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 It's like exactly Schliff, how but like, like throwback of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's onomatopoeia in like Switzerland Schliff. or some shit. When like you slip on like an old... Like, it, it means like avalanche. It's just... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Three that's avalanches came into the studio. My, my name is a sound. Apartment. Uh, you know, I that's when I rad, though, when, I, when I got married, I could have taken my uh, I, I could have just kept my 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 real name mm-hmm. my 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 maiden name. I hate that the word. Christian name. My my good Christian name is Miller. Uh, but I always but when I got married, I always wanted a last name that I hated. <laughs> so yeah because i was jealous of all the kids well, who had nice really have, weird like, last names and i'm like well miller's like way too like vanilla it's nice to have a weird last name like that, it's a it's like, a conversation starter like, yeah wow. it's like more interesting like my last name is ward like that's well boring. okay to go on your point earlier about like how you you wish your name your name was like a sound it is a sound like you know when batman like shouts for rob like ward ward get over here Ward! That's how Batman sounds, right? Ward! <laughs> and Batman! <laughs> Ward! Give me some chocolates! And vengeance! And the night! <laughs> and Batman! Oh, what fun. Okay. So, I'm changing my name, but I didn't choose a sound name, which would have been so much cooler. Oh, so. Quish! You, you should have made it. <laughs> that should have been your name. Mmm. How, how's that sound? How's it spelled phonetically? Uh, F-U-C-K-Y-O-U. That's how it's spelled. That's actually what I chose as my middle name. Oh. Oh. What a fun. 
What a fun, fun, oh, fun. Oh, yeah, Macaulay Culkin is changing his name, to the middle name, to Macaulay Culkin. What? Is that <laughs> true? Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin Culkin. <laughs> but he was almost going to change it to Capacity Stunt. <laughs> Very fantastic. good. Um, okay, so um, I haven't seen you for like two years. Yeah. And um, I've noticed on social medias and stuff... Um, I, you know, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Snapchats, your Zangas, all those things. I've been like, ooh. That my space. <laughs> you know, yeah. iPad, iPod, I don't know anymore. Ooh. But like, um, you know, I've been, I've been noticing, I've been noticing, uh, you've been performing as Spark Nightly. And like, this is Spank a, Nightly. Spank Nightly, I'm sorry. Uh, Spank Nightly. And like, um, I think it's really cool and I want to like hear more about it. Oh yeah. Well, uh, Spank Nightly is my, uh, drag name. Mm-hmm. I, I am a drag king uh, in the late, late hours uh, and sometimes afternoon depending on when they want me. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that is, yeah, that's my drag persona, I guess you could say. And um, it, what, what's great about drag is I get to kind of do my own shows. I've been doing theater for a long time and it was an easy thing to get into. Um, and you're basically able to do whatever you want because, um, drag is gender performance and that can mean anything to anybody. Mm. Uh, and, uh, I, I guess I'm not too sure what Spank Nightly is about, um, Mm. because I'm still kind of figuring that out. I just started like more than a half a year ago, so Mm. I haven't had too much time to figure it all out. But, uh, the concept was originally, uh, if a ship post was a real person. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, what is, like, a what is like a uh, show, like, kind of, I don't really, I haven't gone to one of these. Like, what is, like, what does a show, like, consist of? Like, Oh, um, well, it can consist of anything from people dancing, uh, vo- usually voguing, but, like, it can, mm. it can consist of anything from uh, dancing to people live singing uh, to people just lip syncing. It could be anything. It's oh, a comedy. Wow. It's it's a it's a variety show. It's a cabaret. You know, doing like it's... old Seinfeld bits. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> what's the deal with werewolves? It's... Well, they shave on a plane. Or whatever. <laughs> Hilarious. What's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal with drag? I feel like everybody has an impression. <laughs> yes. Do you do any impressions? Not really. What do you got? Like I, I actually heard you got. You have a great Tony Danza impression, like better than that fake one I just did. Oh my did. god! <laughs> yeah. I don't know what Tony Danza hey, sounds yo, like. Hey, yo. Did someone say money? Get out of here! Okay, he's melting. Go no! You're fucking best, Tony Danza. Get out! <laughs> Good jokes, me. Um. This is so much fun. Um, this has gone off the rails. We can cut. Yeah. Down. Okay. Um, so, like, you spank nightly. Uh, go see that in the past or in the future or whatever. Um, or whenever you have time, I'll be here locally. Uh, you'll see the name pop up. Uh, follow my Facebook page. That's all I have right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm that. Um, yeah. Please follow, like, uh, friend friend Jess on Facebook and like, uh, you know, like. Where if you can we... figure out how to spell the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just kind of like <laughs> take a giant fish and just whack it on the <laughs> keyboard and then you'll have my last name. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Now we're going to talk about uh, uh, Pink Floyd and their album, 
the dark side of the moon. <laughs> I was just thinking, fuck yeah. <laughs> Time serious. is racing towards us. Okay, um, um, uh, bu- 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 bu. we're going to talk about Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. Um, what are your preconceived notions of what? Why'd you have to bring that song <laughs> up? Now I just want to break out into song. Let's do I it. Can't. Time is racing towards <laughs> us. To the beat, the Hans. Beat my every order, (laughs) and you might survive. You're jumping around. I'm never gonna catch my breath. Say goodbye to those who (laughs) knew me. Why was I a fool in school for cutting jam? This guy goes here to death. Who does he right to me? Why was I going to be jam? Man, you must be swift as a coursing ribbon man of all the strength of a great tacunium man with all the power of raging fire. The mysterious side, the dark side of the moon. We're not gonna have a theme song for this song. It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be this. It's gonna be me chewing. Oh my god, no! Don't bring that up again because I will punch you. I'm gonna. I like so when we do have a theme song, I'll like play the chewing over the. I'll mix uh, the chewing it's louder. Be an than... ASMR. <laughs> I am never listening to our podcast. <laughs> I was already on the fence about it, but I love uh, or whatever they do. It's ASMR. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the best ASMR. <laughs> Just you sneezing. <laughs> um. Okay, so what are your preconceived notions about Pink Floyd? Um, like, that it's music that fifty-year-old uh, dads and hipsters listen to. Oh, heck yeah! <laughs> Which is like my kind of music, <laughs> but I just haven't I I haven't listened to Pink Floyd, and it's mainly because people tell me to listen to this album when I say I don't listen to. Albums. I listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Hollow notes come to you. Coincidentally, I am a 50 year old dad and I love this album. Yeah. um, I have a dad box. Yeah, because I'm I'm into prog rock, but uh, but I I just haven't listened to it. Um, I do know one. I know uh, Great Gig in the Sky. I love uh, it. I don't want to. No spoilies, but like. (laughs) um, Great Gig in the Sky is a great song. uh yeah i don't really know anything i didn't really know anything about this i knew this album is a classic you know highly regarded and really loved uh i don't really know anything about the band's history or like so if like you know one of the band members like pushed a grandma downstairs after doing cocaine i don't know uh like (laughs) don't at me don't 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 at at me bro (laughs) um and like um i know that like sid barrett you know kind of started the band and then like kind of like dropped out for like mental health reasons like, which I is what a lot of this where a lot of this yeah album. i heard yeah, it yeah. it deals yeah. with mental health stuff but i have heard this album before mm. um i you have listened to i have that. um i listened to it in high school though um so like listening to it back like after um not hearing it for a few years was really cool because like i don't think that i really thoroughly examined it in high school i think i just listened to it um because like it sounds really good and like it does, but there's so much more to it than that. And like it was nice um, getting to like really take it in and figure that out. Sure, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, um, I like um, 
I also know that this uh, album like syncs up with the Wizard of Oz, like which is like a weird like who who thought of doing that like. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody took a okay. big rip from a bong and was like, "Hey, dude, check the shit out, man!" I checked out. I did check out the um, Wizard of Oz, like the dark side of the like rope. I don't know what it's called, like the the dark side, D- Dorothy, Dor, Dor, Dorothy's, Dorothy's side of the moon. Of the, the moon. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Um, um, I, I seen a little bit, like, some of it's pretty cool, like, it's, it kind of, like, loses, it's like, okay, we get it, like, I love yeah, it. Like, after, like, after, like, the third minute, you're like, eh. I love it when people, like, discover, like, weird things yeah, like that, that, though, because, cool. like, that's really fucking weird, like, the, um, like, meme that was going around for a while with, like, Beyonce, like, always just, like, being on beat. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, um. Now we're uh, we'll get into um, the Dark Side of the Moon album by Pink Floyd after this break. Bop 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 bop. bop. Hey, it's me, Andrew. Remember from a little bit earlier? I've been doing pretty good. You know why I've been doing pretty good? Because of this new web series called Delivered. That's right, Delivered. That's right. Delivered. Delivered is a six-episode web series following Corey, a college student and delivery driver who's wandering aimlessly through his life. And, okay, so this is the crazy part, alright? Get this. It's got jokes. It's got goofs. It's got gags. And it's even got a little bit of heart. Just a little bit. Like, not enough that it's, like, schmaltzy or anything. It's just got a little bit to, like... It's got, it's got a pumping, beating heart. It's really lovely. And uh, it stars Ryan Luzzo, Kimmy Schofield, Kadeem Fuller, and Danielle Monson. And it's, it, I, I've seen the show myself. I'm not just talking out of my butt here. It's impeccably directed by Nick Morse. And the music, which is also really incredible, is by CU artist Sonny Tor and his Push Soul Collective. I mean... There's, there's nothing more I could ask from this web series except maybe finding me long-lasting reciprocal love in my um, <laughs> in my life. But, you know, that's maybe a little too much to ask for a locally made web series. So, I don't know. But, you know, if I would say this would go from six stars to five stars if it was able to provide me that. But since that's a little unrealistic, I'd give it a five. So, um, yeah, you can find the show on Facebook and YouTube by searching Delivered Web Series. And by the time you hear this, at least the first three episodes will be available for your viewing pleasure. Episode 4 will be released September 25th, episode 5 on September 27th, and the finale on October 2nd. 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 I'm so sorry, John. John Murphy, the director who paid me to do this ad. <laughs> I feel really bad. Um, so check out Delivered, the web series, today. Or tomorrow, but preferably today. I really love you. And we're back. Um, and uh, let's just get into it. Uh, the first track is called Speak to Me. So... It's basically a collage of sounds, kind of like 
forebode, like foreshadowing all the themes and elements and soundscapes the album is going to use. For example, like this the, is what we're about. Like, um, you know, you know, it's starting with a heartbeat, and it's like kind of the laughing and screaming, like. Ah! Or whatever, and then there's like the money sounds and the plane taking off and the clocks and like I think they're like just like very foreboding like set. I think does a great job of setting the mood uh, for the whole thing. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's definitely an interesting way to open up a uh, an album. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't think a lot of albums do that. Um, and I know like a lot were kind of inspired by like Pink Floyd's. Oh, I think, like, the, I will say this about, like, this album is, like, um, it, it, you could see how this album has shaped and molded music, like, music as we know it. Oh, and like, yeah. Like, I, it's like um, when you watch, like, Monty Python and you go, like, oh, like, that's, like, that's the beginning of, like, most modern comedy. Like, oh, that's, like, how we, that's how, even though it might not be the most exciting thing, like, look like because i watched monty python when i was like older and uh, i've watched all these other things and then i went back and was kind of like oh some of this is a little standard but seeing that it's the first Mm -hmm. version of it it's like oh like this is oh yeah then you're like you you kind of get the context yeah i also like how it like um it foreshadows the album Uh, i think it's like yeah um, i think this Album. This album does a great job of callbacks, of um, mm-hmm. put setting something up in one song and then paying it off in another. Like it's just like, um, or like, just even Ooh, some- like that laugh. <laughs> yeah, the oh, laugh. Oh yeah, the evil. The- <laughs> I think that this track like relates so much to just the themes of the al- like the entire album, and like I think that it's really hard to pick it out and separate it from the rest of it. Like, even if you look on Genius, like, they mention how uh, Speak to Me and Breathe are usually combined together. Like, it is its own song, but, like, it's uh, hard to just talk about it on its own without talking about the entire album. Yeah. Um, I I think, like, this is a this might be a controversial statement, but I think Dark Side of the Moon, Side A... From Speak to Me to Great Gig in the Sky is a better version of the medley from Abbey Road. That goddamn medley. <laughs> I think it's like... I'll, ex- agree. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you on that. Executed better. I'll die on that hill with you. Yeah, yeah. I, like, it's like, the way it's like, um, I think what the Beatles were trying to do was like create a very seamless piece of music. Um but I just feel like the songs themselves were not very interesting. Were very like just, just like tossed off B side ideas that don't really mean anything. Like, or don't really have that. I'm roasting them, but like, don't really have yeah. like a. It just it. I don't remember any. It wasn't. Of the it wasn't very coherent. With this album, you get like a very kind of flowing. It goes right into the next one. And it feels yes. very smooth transition. Um, <laughs> let's talk about breathe. Um, or breath, or whatever. Is it breathe or breath? Breathe. I think it's breathe because they say breathe, 
breathe in the air. Like they they actually say. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I couldn't remember. Okay, so I what think... I wrote for that is uh, mad, uh There's there's a sort of madness at the beginning. Well, that was with the um, speak to me. A speak to me that was like it was very like collided and stuff, and then it goes into this very like smooth like breathing with the music mm. you know i i really i really like that calm and flowing sound that it has yeah it's very nice i think i um, was at work while listening to this and i was like ah oh, this is nice yeah. i think I like why i'm mad at everyone <laughs> yeah i think it's a nice breath of fresh air after the oh yeah after that stress of, the, of yeah. the beginning of it it's it's a nice little juxtapose i'm gonna use that nice uh uh, vocab word here. Yeah. Juxtapose. Hmm. Clandestine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, yeah, I like how uh, Speak to Me like, kind of signifies the craziness of life, and then Breathe is literally, it's like taking the advice of the song of like, like breathe, breathe in the air. Like, you know, don't be afraid to care. It feels nice. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a nice, calm, like a lot of the a lot of this album has calming music, but I like the this song following the craziness of it. Yes, yeah. I feel like this song like would just be nice to like sit back and like just get high and like chill. Yeah, and, like, that's that's it. what I was feeling. I can't relate. Andrew's, you know, have <laughs> Andrew's <laughs> face at the get high part. Have yourself like, a nice relaxing. Oh, my druthers. Uh, non-drug uh, cigarette. <laughs> Smoke cigarettes, I just kids. Like to snort Not that marijuana. Weed. Have that like uh, the herbal cigarettes from Mad Men, just like that they use. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think um, the song is like basically like telling a parable about how you know life is crazy, and um, you know evokes the imagery of a rabbit like digging holes but having no time to relax or stop or take a break. And then their life is over and they're dead. So in the meantime, just breathe. You know, um, don't, don't get, don't worry, be happy. Um, always look on the brighter side of life and don't be afraid to care. So, yeah. Amazing. Um, okay, on the run. We're on the run. On the run. Oh, yeah. um, so what I said is using this word again, juxtaposed to this very calmness, we are then kind of putting this weird stressful, you know, someone's running, clearly he's late for something, and I'm like, oh god, I'm late. <laughs> uh, and uh, what did I write down? Oh, I wrote down uh, scary VHS logo sounds, <laughs> which um, that's that's kind of what it reminded me of. You remember when you uh, the, there were like very old VHSs, um, and they would have these like synth logos, and they were like when I was a kid, I was like, uh, it's too loud and scary, but it's like synth and sounds weird. That's what I was hearing in this. I didn't know what you know was happening like what was supposed to be happening story-wise for this but when i looked it up that's supposed to be a guy like running to catch a flight he's like running and running and he misses the flight the guy on the plane takes off he's laughing like <laughs> like he's the wipeout guy from that song and um yeah <laughs> wipe out um and uh, then the plane explodes and like it's like um it's supposed to signify like, oh, like the the 
crazy circumstances of life, like the crazy coincidences and uh, how life is random and like we should like again maybe we shouldn't be like rushing so like maybe we shouldn't be so busy minded all the time um yeah yeah i this i i feel like this song like reminds everybody of something else um this song like makes me think of like uh run lola run i don't know if either of you have ever seen I've but, seen the Simpsons like, parody of, of it. So that's just as good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the Simpsons parody, so I don't know how it compares. But, um, yeah, Run, Lola, Run uh, is, I don't know, it's what it sounds like. She's just running the entire movie, basically. Um, it's a really good movie, though. I loved it. I watched it in, like, film theory. Oh, wow. Um, or film appreciation. That's what it was. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It had, like, a lot of music that just had, like, this kind of urgency, I guess. Like, they do a really good job in this song of, like, painting a picture of, like, just that stress. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I think that Jess was right in the, like, it makes you feel like, oh, shit, like, I'm late for something. Like, what's going on? Like, uh, it makes you feel like you, uh need to be like running somewhere um i don't know like the plane feel to me like i know that um it's he's trying to uh catch a plane and everything but like i uh, for some reason it feels to me like he's getting like um chased by a plane <laughs> if that makes sense north by northwest <laughs> what <laughs> yes <laughs> It's just all these old films. <laughs> I, like, don't fact check on this, but like, apparently there's a Liam Neeson film where he punches a plane. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know if that's real. But... Coming this fall, Liam Neeson punching planes. <laughs> this time it's personal. Right um, yeah, like... Uh, I mean... Like theaters. That... I could see it. I'd punch a plane. Like, I... <laughs> pe- I like a flying Airports plane. Suck. He'll punch a flying plane sucks. and then commit a hate crime, possibly. Like a flying plane. Like, to. how? How? I don't know. <laughs> I just read it online and what sounded was like, oh, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's not you know, surprising he fought at all. Wolves, he, like, you know, fought Taken and now an airplane. <laughs> he fought, he fought Taken. taken. <laughs> I'm going to fight you, Taken. <laughs> Oh boy. Um I'll say I'll say like um again, just like the cohesiveness of this this side of the album is incredible in how it like jerks you from this one like to like chaos to like a place of calm to like you're shit, you're running to get like, catch a plane, then like you're surrounded by fucking clocks and like um just like, but oh, how yes. it does it like seamlessly, and you're just like along for the ride, which is like really cool. Like, like I think sitting and talking about it and thinking about it in that way, it's like incredible how they were able to do that. Um, yeah, it's really hard to know where like one song starts and another, uh, or an- one song stops and another one starts. Yeah. Because um, they just like bleed right into each other. Like, uh, sometimes I like listening to the album, like, track by track to kind of, like, uh, digest them individually after Mm. listening to the entire thing. But, like, with this album, uh, I struggle to, like, even be able to do that because I look away from, like, the track list and it's, like, 
four tracks down oh, yeah. from where I thought it was. That's what happened to me at the end of this album. Like, I was, like, listening to Any Color, and then out of nowhere, it's already past brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> already on its lips. Somebody said, uh, this album, you don't take drugs to make this album better. This album makes drugs better. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I respect that so much. Okay, let's move on. Uh, MovingOn.org. Time. Move, uh, yeah, time. <clears throat> time. Um, it was kind of like, just like the beginning of it, it, it's really stressful. And maybe I just thought it's stressful because we've got a whole bunch of clocks going on. And I'm like, uh, let me sleep for five more minutes, please. <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, and then it kind of goes into a what I call a smooth cruise rock, which is kind of similar to breath, but it's more it's more rock than it is just kind of like a like a smooth float. And I also noted that the and maybe that was just me. The lyrics seem very as, as opposed to breathe, which is you know a little more calm and telling you to slow down. Uh, time seems a little more nihilistic. Um, not saying that's bad, I just kind of noticed that when I kind of overviewed the lyrics a little bit, but I didn't look in too much, so maybe I'm wrong. It's like Rick and Morty, how nihilistic it is. How twisted and nihilistic. <laughs> to be fair, you need to have a high IQ to understand Richard and Mortimer. <laughs> I, I like that show, but I like the, the fans. No, uh, yeah, you're free to like that show. Yeah, yeah. No. Busting your balls. Um, no, like, it reminds me of, like, a showdown between two cowboys. Um, what? Like, the very beginning, at least. Um, no, your yeah. voice just, like, cut out. Oh, like, uh, like uh, were you thinking good and the bad and the ugly? Kind of like yeah, that yeah, standoff yeah, yeah. kind of the music where you, you definitely feel like there are, like, two people looking at each other. Or, Ready to quick draw. Or like when Clint Eastwood is like doing like a standoff with like a chair or something. <laughs> um, the, the guitar solo is really cool. Um, I like. Oh the, yeah, I like it. I like the meta parallels of the song itself, describing how time works. Um, mm -hmm. Like um, the song is over. Thought I'd have something more to say. Just mm -hmm. like um, like. It's almost like listening to this album and then life is like listening to this album and thinking you're on like the third track, but you're like on like track seven or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and everything is moving like time is passing like in a weird way. You think that you have a lot more time mm -hmm. and it's passing a lot faster than you anticipated. Yeah. I when you think that it's going to like hold some meaning, but it's it really just... Uh, it's dull and it mm -hmm. um, is just what it is. It's not mm -hmm. like anything notable. Spe like speaking of dull, like I remember, I I thought the when I first heard it, I thought like I thought when he said the dull day, it sounded like he said adulting. <laughs> like adulting. <laughs> I feel that. Sip is a word. Pink Floyd turned. Pink Floyd. Coined the term adulting, like, like I don't, 30 I don't wanna, years early. 
They don't like filing their taxes or doing King laundry. <laughs> Taught us adulting. Yeah. <laughs> there are just like lines in here that I think are so cool. Like the line, like, no one told you when to run, you missed the starting gun, is... Oh, yeah, that's... I was like, oh, wow, that's mm-hmm. deep. I'm 14, and this is deep. <laughs> <laughs> he lied. <laughs> she he believes. Lied. <laughs> she lied. You know, uh, listening to a lot of um, bands from, like, this era and stuff that are... Uh, looked up to and like held up on this pedestal i do kind of like feel like that like i'm 14 and this is so deep <laughs> that that picture of the girl who has her hand on the on the water and she's just kind of laying next to the fountain and she's like mm. <laughs> that's how i feel when i listen <laughs> to this um, real eyes real lies real <laughs> lies <laughs> <laughs> scribbled lines like that is my life that that's (laughs) the idea of like just like wouldn't that be cool and then never getting to it like (laughs) my life is mostly that um yeah yeah i'm sad i'm sad i I get that too yeah (laughs) Um, i'm sad i'm jess (laughs) <laughs> oh, you guys are so fun. Okay, we're talking now about the great great gig in the sky. Okay, so first off, this is my personal favorite of all the songs. I, I mean, there are a lot of great songs in this album, but personally, I really, really, really love Great Gig in the Sky. Um, it has a great build-up. It starts off very soft, and you get that dude who's like, I'm not afraid of dying, you know, why should I... We all have to go sometime. Um, but it's the when it drops, like it, it does that. When when she starts singing, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so um, good. It's what? It, how did I describe it? Okay, I said. Um, I imagine this is what, uh, like the perfect LSD trip sounds like like this this is what i want to hear i've never done lsd um to have a joe rogan uh moment uh this is what i think dmt (laughs) feels like um but it, it sounds very nice it's very beautiful i'm always like taken aback and how like great the singing the wailing that's going on i I don't know. I really like it. Mm, it remi- yeah, I love how her. Sorry. It reminds. I love how her, her voice acts as um, an instrument, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. It just blends right into it, but like comes out on top, like, um, like an electric guitar, but uh, so much more fitting for the tone of this song. Yeah, I agree. Like, um, like it reminds me of uh, thanks my Thanksgiving Day toilet where I love the runs, baby. 
I'm glad that I interrupted you, and I take back my apology. No, um, like I, the, the runs are the vocal runs are like so sexy and impressive, and it's like grand. It reminds it the the imagery I get is both ascending into heaven and also like sailing the seas of like yeah. Hades at the same time. Like yes, it and it, the way it does both is like. Yeah, like, I feel like lyrics can't do this song justice, honestly. I think lyrics would ruin it. Um, like, it's just so emotional, and it's so, like, I think it's, like, perfect. I do think, like, towards the end, I'm like, okay, wrap it up. But I think it's so good. Um, do you guys know the history about this song a little bit? Uh, I know that... Uh... I, I think I covered it a little bit before, but um, didn't she? Uh, I can't remember her name. What's her name? Claire Tory. Uh, it's Claire Tory. Yeah. Uh, she's um, uh, she's she... on that show, The Crown, by the way. Really? N- Who does she play? She plays the queen. Oh, Claire. Oh, I. Claire. Oh. Shut, the... <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you rotting hair. <laughs> 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 rotting pear. Um, uh, God. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Was she not credited for this? Didn't it cause some sort of issue? Yeah, she was not uh, credited initially, um, which is Why? ridiculous because Why? she didn't even, like, they didn't even tell her what to do. Uh, said, this was all it. improvised. They just... Um, I think that's what makes it beautiful i know and they did like multiple takes like uh not even like giving her any direction necessarily telling her like uh that um this is what would sound good here or anything or like saying like what they wanted exactly they were Mm -hmm. just like okay like well we want something different basically and uh then um she decided to like go with like making her voice like an instrument and Mm. it turned out phenomenal and i think that it's really shitty that she wasn't credited before and i think that like um it like it's good that she stood up for herself and like went forward with like a lawsuit and stuff yeah. In 2004, she, she filed a she filed a lawsuit against a band saying she essentially co-wrote the song and was not properly yeah. compensated. She's only she was paid like 30 pounds at the time, which is like 400 pounds back then, but still not a lot. And <laughs> uh, they eventually settled it, and Claire t- Claire Foy is now a writer and composer of the song. I also like the uh, just quiet, like I never said I was frightened of dying. Oh mm, yes, like yes, I, I just love like. Just how uh, soft it goes. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's just like um, really, um, I think it's like a close to perfect song. And also like this is where I feel like Childish Gambino with his most recent album like got his influences. Uh, same like also Frank Ocean did a very similar thing where um, he like clipped interviews and like put it all, all across the album in the same way this this one did. Um, where I listened to those albums first and then this one. And I was like, oh, I see I see where you got that from. Um, I don't know. Um, is there anything else you want to say about this? Like, what do you think of the side oh, in I general? Said- yeah. What do you think of this side of the album in general? I think this is the definitely the best part of the side. It's not that the other songs aren't great, but this is like 
I think this is like a very iconic song. Yeah, it's this. the standout song for sure. Yeah. I think um I think uh from the beginning to end of the side side A of this album, ten out of ten. Like truly. Like I think it's perfect. Um like very close to perfect at least, as perfect as can be. Um but Will Oh, oh no, a cliffhanger. Will Will uh Dark Side of the Moon like keep up quality wise? Tune in to the next break where we talk about side B. Dun dun dun. Okay, and that's when, like when we cut to break. And we're back. Uh here to talk about yeah. side B of the dark side of the moon. <laughs> that that hasn't gotten old, right? It's it's still fresh. Still fresh, Gary. Yeah, yeah. I'm never gonna catch my girl. <laughs> as fresh as Toy Story 3 on Rotten Tomatoes let's get into money money uh, get away that's what I want. money 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 speaking of Toy Story uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I really got you with that one um, no, just, I don't know <laughs> Um, it's just incredibly disappointing (laughs) I like the money sounds at the very beginning it reminded me of like Baby Driver on how the sound effects were like on beats Um, I thought that was really cool also I thought that uh, again how the sound effects are like in house and not just like the stock like like just like the stuff you get at like free sound effects dot com um it's like um, I think it's like really cool how they did that. Uh, let me see. Whatever. I didn't write too much about this. I said I know that this is one of the iconic songs from this album, even though it's not on the front side. And I know we talked about like most of the songs that are like super great are on the other side. Yeah, this was the number one uh, song for yeah, this album. Actually. And uh, I, I think this is the <clears throat> iconic song of this album. Um, yeah, which that's is baseline. I didn't, I didn't write down too much because I feel like the song, like it's it's very it explains itself, like yeah. it's the sort of greed that comes with it. Oh, I don't know. That's, that's what I got. Again, it's just another song that you can just like, uh, like cruise to, kick back, and yeah. like I love that baseline so much, and mm. just like. Uh, how it blends and like i do love how like the uh money sounds like uh go with it really well it's not just like they yes. threw that in there because it's on theme it's like actually a yeah, thing it's, like it's the in, instruments of the song uh the uh paper plane song or whatever i like the saxophone solo so good um i like how the instruments instrumentals like speed up and morph um, kind of like how a beat cha- like it reminded me of like a beat change in like hip hop, um, how like in the middle of the song like the beat would change and you go like Wah! like your mind would explode. Um, <laughs> apparently, this is like a seven force time signature. I don't know anything about music, so I, I imagine that's good. Um, but I didn't really respond to it. That I mean, much. it's abnormal, and yeah. I think that like it uh, kind of um, goes with like the swingy vibe of the song. Yeah, I didn't really, 
I it didn't really re, res, I didn't really respond to it that much. Um, the idea of the song is like basically how money makes us hypocrites, and that how we know that money is the root of all evil. Yet we still have a hard time giving it out and sharing and being decent. It's 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 a fine sentiment, but it's not really that deep. I don't think. Um, I'm 14 like, years old, and this is so deep. <laughs> like it, it's like it reminded me of like um, super rich kids from Frank Ocean, where it's like a critique of capitalism disguised as like relishing in it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine to me. Um, yeah, it kind of it wasn't like my favorite on the album either. I yeah, like it but musically it, a lot it, more than I like it. It's a bop though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's something you can definitely. It's great, I think like, out of all the songs that are on the album, it's the one that you can definitely hear on the radio because it's very yeah. Like, really? Well, yeah, I think it's like the only one that really played on the radio. Yeah, and that makes sense because it has like a, a sort of formula that works well with the radio type. Yeah. Well, why would you say the opposite though? Because it's seven minutes long and it's like weird. Well, like, they I cut mean, it you just down, like radio you cut down, down the and it's out, easy to like cut the down. outro and everything, and then yeah. it's fine. I guess I don't yeah. listen to radio that much, so like you know, take my opinions of a grain of salt. So well, like uh, on the radio, they usually like have edits. Yeah, they things. usually have edited out for like certain amount of time usually you know they can't say fuck on the radio but there's a lot of popular music that has the word fuck in it so they go here i ain't saying she a broke broke (laughs) yeah uh that's the top gold digger from kanye um it's it's yeah i think the song's fine i think it's i don't think it deserves to be seven minutes long but like I, I don't know, not deserves is a weird word. But like, cause it like it's still cohesive. Doesn't have I'm to not, be. <laughs> it doesn't have to be seven minutes long. Just like I feel like um, the song "Time" has to be seven minutes long. This one doesn't have. But to like be a seven lot of songs from the '60s and '70s and going on into the early '80s, like had a lot of like prog rock stuff that were just seven minutes of instrumental, basically. Mm. What a bunch um, of weirdos. You're a weirdo. Whoa, whoa. No one's ever called me that. Um, let's talk about Us and Them. Us and um, Another seven. Well, no, almost eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this. I'll talk about, like, side B. I just feel like it's way, it's cohesive musically where all the songs, like, morph into each other. But thematically, they don't. They they don't re- I don't see much of a cohesive link to it. Not really. Like one song is talking about money. You know the other song is talking about like the, the yeah. I feel like the the like, smoothness to the the kind of story that we're getting from the beginning doesn't like go into the other side all that much until we get into like brain damage and eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like if you um like. Cut out money, us and them, and any color you like. I think any color you like. I honestly can't, I can't. remember how that. Yeah, because that was um, kind of those. But like, if you cut out those three, I think, um, then I think it would like make a great like just shorter album or like a yeah TV. yeah kind of and a cohesive it's very story. Short. Yeah, it's already so short. Like it's like forty something minutes. I thought that it was really <laughs> pretty the the song "Us and Them." Um, 
when I was listening to it, and there were certain parts that gave me a little bit of chills. I'm not gonna lie, like in the, I, I think it was certain chords that made me go, oh, oh, that's nice. Um, Definitely the down like. Uh, there were times when you know how they have those like moments where they have recordings of people talking. There was, uh, I think I don't know when this was, but somebody says, uh, "Good manners don't cost nothing, do they?" And I was like, oh, I'm 14, this is deep. <laughs> no, but uh, that's, no, I, th- I thought that was a good sentiment to take away from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of, like, the speaking parts, we didn't even talk about that in Money. <laughs> oh, yeah. <and laughs> like, the, the outro. Yeah, the outro with the talking. There's a lot of, like, I liked it, the, like, chaos. Talking. <laughs> were, those, were those randomized? Were they, like, didn't they just record... Yeah, they, like, interviewed people um, just about different things and, uh, like, not necessarily, like, some of it was about the album. um, And, uh, like, through all of it, just in the album. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they answered questions like, when was the last time you were, like, angry? Was it justified? Questions like that. And mm-hmm. another tip that's how they got the that key, is... that geezer was cruising for a bruising because like that's a weird thing to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Also, like uh, like the long haired git comment at one point, like one of the ki- one of the guys says like like oh he was a long haired git and just like how like that was like answering one of those questions. Those are some fighting words um, in England. Like um, there's um, apparently there was a um, uh, a, a discarded interview from. Paul McCartney, who spoke, Ooh. speaking of Abbey Road, um, and this album was recorded at Alby, Abbey Road, by the way, like, a little fun thing. Um, but, like, they got rid of him because his answers were too jokey. He was all, he was just doing stuff like, ooh, scrambled eggs, or, like, some bullshit. So... <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good impression. I like, love your <laughs> impression, because you do that, like, every other episode, I feel like. Wow, Just the way you like. said scrambled eggs, I can't do it. That's <laughs> yeah, one of the few like just impre- like random impressions that you do that I like actually think is really funny. Well, thank you. It feels good to have something liked. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of faith okay. in your comedic abilities. <laughs> um, yeah, like um, but let's talk about like uh, we got to get through this a little quicker. Um, yeah, I, I like yeah, how. I uh, every instrument has a chance to shine. The harmonies are great. When the chorus hits, it's transcendent. Mm-hmm. I feel the 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 thesis of the song is like how war is pointless because we're all the same. But you know, um, I like it. I like it. It's just like where it fits on the like divorced of the album. I love it. But oh like, yeah, it in the context of the album is like what it feels a little kind of wedged like, in there. Yeah. Or just like like what are you trying to get at with this whole put by putting this here? I don't know what you're yeah. trying to yeah, say. This is like my least favorite song. It just drags on like really. Yeah, there yeah. are moments that I really like from it, but otherwise, like I I didn't write too much on this one. I wrote down emotional. I like the sex, beginning, but yeah, like that. That's but... all I wrote. Emotional sax. Like, oh, I yeah, like, that sax ruled. I love the sax, sax but, like, content. everything else about it is just kind of um, boring. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. <laughs> they say a lot more interesting things on the album. The next one is Any Color You Like, Any Color You Like, um, Breath, I, I, Breath, Breath, Breatha. So, yeah. the 
the thing I'll say about it, it evokes the imagery of the cover arts, you know, any color you like. Uh, uh. And um, I just kind of spaced out, honestly. I don't like that it's three minutes and 30 seconds long. Like that um, the one with the plane or whatever was like much shorter and like it tied to it tied the songs together more seamlessly. This is yeah. just like some bullshit. This is just some bull. Like, I don't care about this. Apparently, this is the one true instrumental of like the al the album because there's no like speaking in it. Which like shut up, who cares? Like, oh, who <laughs> <laughs> oh, gives a shit? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like this is not. It's out of place for the album. Yeah, the the they last three songs. It. Oh, uh, with the exception. Uh, I don't want to skip ahead to brain damage unless we're ready to. Well, yeah, brain damage ties. Brain damage ties it right yeah. back. It's, uh, we could just like because talk they about actually it. We say the title. Yeah, we could just skip to brain. Damage. Yeah, skip to brain damage. Yeah. I wrote down relatively the same as the last one, but they have lyrics and they say the title. Um, yeah. Some Joker shit. IDK super emo. The, the, <laughs> these are the notes I wrote. <laughs> I don't know where the um, super emo went. This song is about um, Sid Barrett, like, having to leave the band over, like, mental health issues. And this song basically being a call to empathy for him as, you know, that, like, um, there's the line, if the band you started starts playing different tunes, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon. Oh, there's a title. There's that, but also, like, um, the idea of... um, First of all, like, even though you're not part of the band anymore, we still love you and we still relate to you and we care about you. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. That is wonderful to do with, for one of your fellow artists. Okay. I, and, like, um, the other the other um, thing was, like, Sid Barrett, like, apparently – I read this on Genius. So I don't know how true it is. But, like, he – he start like the the different tunes line comes from the idea that comes from the fact that like during rehearsals he would like start his mental state was so bad that he would start playing different songs like in the in their rehearsals and they're like really worried about him uh-huh. and so like that's where that comes from too um which i love that I, I think that again i i, I love um i think it would this album would be much better if it just went into this song um or if they found a way to transition it, obviously, but yeah, I feel yeah. like this one fits into the uh, into the album. Yeah, this one is my favorite song on the album. I think that um, I mean, of course, it's got the name in it. Like, it is the the thesis of the album, and um, it like I don't know. I think that it's kind of a sweet sentiment a little bit, but it's also sad. Yeah, uh, and that's when you finally hear the context of the laugh at the end too. Oh yeah. Wait, what? What is the context? I don't actually know that. I well, so um, the uh, person who did the laugh was um, asked, "What do you think of Dark Side of the Moon?" And um, then he said, "I can't think of anything to say except," and then he does that laugh um, that like shows up multiple times and then he says i think it's marvelous and then laughs again oh that's fun yeah that's interesting yeah i love so they include his response but not the question of course uh i love the vocals in this song um 
uh very beatles-esque like a lot of these songs are very beatles-esque yeah. um yeah like the hip like us and them i felt was very beatlesy brain damage um uh there's like um i don't care for them calling him a lunatic i know it's a yeah, pun on that, the moon that but, part you know, bothers me too you know i this, i feel the same way about like vienna by billy joel where he's like like he calls him like a crazy child like the kid he's like the guy he's giving advice to and being very sympathetic towards he's like slow down you crazy child like i, I, I like that diminishes it a little bit for me yeah well i'm glad that they at least um they were originally going to name a lunatic so i'm glad that Ugh. they at least didn't go with that because like that's not really the point yeah um one more thing about the song is like they casually dropped the fact that they daisy chained yeah. So, <laughs> like what? playing games, daisy chains, and laughs. <laughs> the lyric. <laughs> so they've cons- they consensually human centipeded each other, <laughs> or consensually. <someone. laughs> yeah. Yes. That's uh, and that's just right off the bat too. With that, <laughs> remember this, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, Let's see. I didn't write down anything. I'm just gonna take the song. recording of that laugh and like juxtapose it. And juxtapose my next album. Yeah, that's that's the word of the day. Yeah, <laughs> um, I didn't write anything for Eclipse. I because it kind of like ran into the brain damage song, yeah. so I yeah, I really didn't pay too much attention to the last song. Unfortunately, sorry. Yeah. Um. Eclipse reminds me of like um, the writing in Damn by Kendrick Lamar. I think in that like how he just basically like a lot of Damn is like making lists of like all his sins, all his vices, all his like temptations, blah 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 blah. And like it, rem- it like I I love Eclipse. It remind it also reminds me of like the Book of Ecclesiastes and like how it's like everything is meaningless. Like. Um, how it's like a list of all the things like also like a time to do this a time to do that a time to blah 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 and also like the other reference it reminds me of is like true detective the end of true detective where by the way like three very different references um where like rust was like time is a flat circle you know all you love and all you hate and all your blah 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 it's all the same (laughs) when you're dead like whatever he says (laughs) Um, I don't know. I like it. I like the song a lot. The organ is cool. Sorry. Yeah. No. It all comes together as like um, I don't know. It's really like grandiose, I guess. And like I love albums that end this way. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like uh, I mean, I don't think that every album has to end this way. Like, uh, but I think that. it's just, it's satisfying, I guess. And yeah. I do like how uh, it uh, is repetitive, just like all of these different things, like they're listing off. And, um, yeah. Like, uh, basically just like none of it matters. Yeah. Which I feel. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one more thing. Uh, I like, um, what do you think of the no dark? There's no dark side of the moon. It's all dark. Like that's all. Like the last words spoken on the album. Like it's an interview with some guy. Um, 
what do you think that means? I don't, I don't quite know what he's trying. Like, it's just like it's all darkness. It's just all like sad. Like, I don't know what that message would be doing on like a very somewhat optimistic, gentle, and empathetic ending to the album. But I don't know. Um, do you want to see what one of the band members says about it? Because I've got it pulled I out. I would like to see um, that. So uh, Roger Waters um, explained uh, in their book, Pink Floyd, Bricks in the Wall. Um, I don't see it as a riddle. The album uses the sun and the moon as symbols, the light and the dark, the good and the bad, the life force as opposed to the death force. I think it's a very simple statement saying that all the good things in life all the good things life can offer are there for us to grasp, but that the influence of some dark force in our natures prevents us from seizing them. The song addresses the listener and says that if you, the listener, are affected by that force, and if that force is a worry to you, well, I feel exactly the same too. The line, I'll see you on the dark side of the moon, is me speaking to the listener saying, I know you have these bad feelings and impulses because I do too, and one of the ways I can make direct contact with you is to share the fact or to share with you the fact that I feel bad sometimes. That's lovely. That's I like lovely. That. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into our final thoughts on the album. Uh, Ezra, you were kind of like doing it already. So like, let's, ha- let's go to you first. Yeah. So I've kind of said a lot about like what I feel about the music and everything. Like just the general concept, I guess, uh, how like one thing flows to the next and um, how it's just, uh, I don't know, it's a whole cohesive work. Like, it can't... I mean, there are a few songs that you could uh, probably throw out and, like, it would be fine. But um, it's, like, you can't just, like, take one song out of it, necessarily. And, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that's ultimately why, in albums like this, you don't get a lot of, like, singles out there, like, playing on the radio, like, you got money, but I don't think any of the others really did. Um, maybe brain damage, but like money, uh, like actually uh, did really well on the charts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I think it's uh, just a work of art altogether, and oh, I yeah. um, really, I cannot stress enough how much I enjoy albums that do that, and I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the themes that they explore. Although I do think that it gets a little like fake deep sometimes. Um, like what are they even really trying to say? He lied. <laughs> realize, realize, realize. realize. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so what's your rating? I'm going to do uh, eight out of 10 daisy chains. <laughs> Very good. Okay, um, I'll go next. Um, <laughs> very good. Golf applause for that. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's an undeniable work of art. I like how, <clears throat> and I think side A is practically perfect. I, I, um, I love how cohesive it is. I love the, the all the ideas presented in it. Like it really makes you think. I, I really do think it makes you think, and it's just. Um, Musically, it's incredible and lush and sparse and and brilliantly constructed. And um, 
Yeah, I, I um also like there's a lot of like lovely, lovely sentiments in there about Sid Barrett, about war, about um t taking life in and appreciating it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it yeah eight point five uh, discarded Paul McCartney interviews out of ten. So, uh, how I'm gonna read it? Um, it was transcendent. It was beautiful. Uh, it dealt with a lot of very important things um, that are important now. They're kind of timeless, important things, I think. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, mental health and uh, money yeah. and the greed that goes with it. <laughs> and uh, overall, it was pretty, especially the first side of the album. Uh, the second side, uh, the first two songs kind of get, and also Any Color kind of get kind of wedged in there so i'm not sure how exactly they fit in uh but i'm gonna give it uh eight cha-ching noises at a <laughs> <laughs> oh very good i like that um yeah great okay we did it uh yeah. Woohoo! So, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, but the conversation doesn't end here. Uh, please let us know your thoughts on our Twitter or Facebook. Probably, yeah, our Twitter or Facebook or our Instagram. Um, um, so, um, to close off the episode, we're going to have our I've been meaning to listen, listen to, that. to that. And I did. Playlist. Playlist. We'll work on that. It'll be very cohesive at the end. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to go first um, because I just feel, personally, I just feel like this song ties into the one. It's because Aaron he's a man and he thinks that he always. Uphold <laughs> uh, the patriarchy, first. man. Um, no, um, I just think it like really complements Aaron's song that she chose last week. Um, what, uh, the song I'm going to choose is called You by Kendrick Lamar. I'm going to play it right now. Click. So the the reason I chose it was because it's another Watershed Masterpiece album um, that also deals a lot with mental health. And this song in particular is like the most vulnerable and raw Kendrick has ever been, where he basically goes down the laundry list of the reasons why he should like kill himself. Like it's like very, it could be a little trick, it could be triggering, but like, the reasons he wants to die, the reasons why he doesn't deserve his fame, his success. Like he's talk, he talks about like how he abandoned his sister to like you know you know when she was pregnant. Not abandoned, that's dramatic. But like he felt like he left her behind in a way. Uh, he wasn't there for his friend when like he got shot, and like um, he was on tour. Like he was on tour while his uh, friend got shot, and. Um, then he that he thought he would recover, so he like FaceTimed him, and like he FaceTimed in the him in the hospital. But like it turns out he just died, so he just like feel, feels a lot of like survivor's guilt and like anger. And the whole song is him like talking in the mirror, like yelling at himself, like loving you is complicated, like it like just it's very cathartic and powerful to see someone of that influence of that acclaim go through something like that so um that's my pick who wants to go next all right i can go next um so i actually forgot to pick one for this week so when we were um talking i uh figured out that i'm going to pick um 
When the Day Met the Night by Panic at the Disco. Let's cl click that right now. Click. So uh, I chose this song because uh, it is on uh, Pretty Odd. And um, as I said before, that is an album uh, which also does the kind of like flowing into each other and everything. It also um, contrasts with this album a lot. Um, it is uh, kind of just, it's incredibly happy. Like uh, it's one of those songs, uh, there are just like a few songs that whenever I listen to them, they put a smile on my face and uh, this is one of them. And I don't know, it just always uh, brightens my day when I hear it. I actually haven't heard in a while, and so when we finish this podcast, I am, well, I have to go somewhere, so I'm going to get in the car and put this song on, so. Yay! Okay, uh, Jess. Uh, uh, yes, um, the song that I chose was, uh, uh, You Can Call Me Out, uh, by Paul Simon, and I really oh, like that song. Quick. It's actually... It's it's a it's a wonderful um, little song. It's very like like the one that you mentioned. It's very happy. Uh, the one of the reasons that I really like the song is that it's very heavy in instrumentals. Like it has horns, um, a lot of like interesting percussion uh, instruments. Um, if you look at the old, this is a song back in the 1980s, and uh, the music video is just Paul Simon. Uh, and Chevy Chase, I think, was the other person that was <laughs> SNL's problematic uh, grandpa. <laughs> One of the many. Um, but uh, it's it's a really good song. I uh, The song, at, at least when I first listened to it, I wasn't quite sure what it was about. I think it's about a man having a midlife crisis, but it has this very mm -hmm. like happy, hopeful sound. Um, and I, I just really like it. I think it's a beautiful song. And it also has, like, a really great bass riff in the middle of it. It has, it has a great bass, uh, breakdown. And so I, I really like, I really like that. So I like it. Okay. Uh, so now we're gonna, like, uh, close the episode with a closing sentiment just prepared. Three, two, one. You, you can, can wear, wear spiked boots. Boots through... through TSA, but, but you, you can't, can't bring, bring so. so. You're supposed to say it along, but that's okay. Oh, was I? We oh, did it. <laughs> no, don't worry. It's fine. We did the episode. See you yeah. next week. Have a good day.